Ooh, it's that time again. Here we are, everybody. Welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and today is episode 248 of the show. Man, we have an amazing show. You know how we get down after big events, after a lot of fun. I make some calls, man. We bring some good people on, and today we have Fight Roundtable, where we go ahead and discuss all the news and culture in the fight world, man. You know how we get down. And today, I, I brought the A-team. What can I say? What can I say? I got the A-team itself. Let's go ahead and kick it off, man, with my boy, my brother from another, the guru himself, B-Cam. Brother, what it do? Oh, yes, sir. It is strap season this weekend. I am excited. Thank you for having me back, Serge. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Always a pleasure. And, and, and come on, man. I'd be remiss if I don't bring this man up. This dude, man, yo, first of all, MMA Island, what it do? This is how we get down. You know what I'm saying? We got my man, one of the, the best in the business. We're talking about, I'm, I'm not even going to this, I'm not even going to tell you this nigga's real name is. I'm just going to give you a one name, one name only. We're going to rock with my boy, Mystic Black. Mystic Black, what it do? What's popping, Fight Fans? What up, Serge? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Shout out to, of course, MMA Island and everybody here. I appreciate it. B-Cam was good. Well, look, check it out, man. For everybody who do, does not know, I have to give congratulations and salute to my brother, Darnell, Mystic Black, for going out there. MMA Island, you're working with them now. Fantastic organization, brother. Congratulations. I appreciate that so much. And shout out to them for having me, to, to taking me on the team. And hopefully it's only up from here and for everybody. Oh, 1000%, man. You know how we get down. B, man, how you holding it down? What's good with you? Everything is everything, man. No complaints. You know, things going all right at work. I've had some trouble sleeping this week, though. So uh, I need some sleep, bro. It's, it's going around, man. It's going. I feel. I feel like it's one of those things. It's that time of year. The lights all fucked up. It's. 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 It's getting dark at like four thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like it's rough out here, man. So I. I. I totally get it, brother. But you know what? Let's, let's change some shit up, man. I want everybody to see y'all, gentlemen. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Hey. There it is. Um. Real quick, man. I want to thank everyone for who is joining us live, watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube, watching on Twitch. Thank you for so much for joining the podcast today. I appreciate you guys. Um, let everybody know we're on live and we're about to talk about a whole lot of shit. Um, but real quick, before we jump into it, gentlemen, Thanksgiving, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was all right. It was, it was, it was different this year, so, but I actually had, I had, I had a great time. It was for the first time in a very, very long time. I didn't travel anywhere. So I have a cousin, cousin here. I got to go kick it with her and just chill. Like I didn't do much, but I was still around family. So it still felt like Thanksgiving, but it was Thanksgiving. I feel you, brother Mystic. What did it do? How was your Thanksgiving, man? Same. Uh, it was weird. Uh, had two of them. I had two of them, but it still was small. One was on Tuesday. One was on Thursday, but like four or five of us each time. Ate did the very friend, well. Friendsgiving, John? Yeah, Friendsgiving on, on Thursday and the family was on Tuesday. So we did that. We did that. But usually Friendsgiving, we do like 12 of us, but it's only four or five. But what can you do? Hey, man, I, it, it, it is one of those things trying to be, you know, socially distancing, trying to be, you know, being with all the, you know, with all the requirements. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is the first year, dude, I haven't spent Thanksgiving in Chicago. You know, I'm still out here in L.A. Now, granted, 80 degrees today. It's snowing in Chicago. I think I made the right decision, but uh, all in all, man, look, I, it was a good one. You know, I was with obviously my lady. We cooked. We had a good time. So I'm glad everyone had a good one. We had some. We were all safe and thankful. But you know what I'm thankful for, man? We had some fights, man. Fights. We had some fights. fights. 
And uh, and and I don't know about you guys, but but me and about 1.5 million other people and probably more tuned in for watch this past weekend's Mike Tyson. Iron Mike, 15 years off, is back. Went out there and fought Roy Jones, motherfucking junior. Y'all must have forgot. And you know what's funny? Yo, they put on they put on a fun show. Now people have different opinions, but all in all, before we actually get into the fight itself, um, I want to talk about this. I want to grade the event. I want to grade the the pay per view and everything. Uh, you know what? B, you know we we have the guru. We bring you on here for a reason. Uh, what do you believe? What was your grade for the production value and the show itself? Not talking about the the fights, the show itself. And to me, that's what it was. I think you made a good point there when you said the show itself. I look at it as more of an event rather than just this fight. It's We're not talking about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. We're talking about a fun event headlined by Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And I think they did a great job making it more of an event and less of a serious boxing match. And I think that's why the event succeeded. I think that's why it did, did well. I think commentators like Israel Adesanya and especially Snoop Dogg made the event very fun to watch for everybody involved, not just your average, about fight, Snoop. Average, <laughs> average, your average fight fans. So as a grade, I'm going to give this fight a B plus. The, the event, a B plus. I love it. <laughs> Darnell, man, which, and, I'm sorry, Mystic Black, my manners, I'm sorry. <laughs> you do, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, what were your thoughts, man? I thought that it was really smart, especially marketing wise. You say, oh, this person is going to perform. This person is going to perform. Put that all together. People are going to want to watch. So definitely was smart in that sense. The the stage that they did in the middle with the lights on top, that was pretty cool to see, you know, like the lighting that they did as well. So a combination of a, a lot of different things, putting a guy like Jake Paul, who has a lot of followers in the social media world for more people to watch. So all together, uh, I could have did, did without like two performances, maybe I'm going to give it a B minus. You know what, man? Here's okay. So I feel you guys. Um, it, it was like funny, one man. one performance is. I mean, a, a song or two is fine, but not a whole concert. Like some of the guys were performing way too long. I feel you. So, I feel so you. I, I I was like here for some of the concerts as well. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. It was particularly particularly leading up to the main event. I was like, y'all niggas are fucking dragging. Like, <laughs> y'all niggas are dragging. Like <laughs> we had our fun, we had our games. Oh, and Snoop Dogg. It yeah. felt like they was like, yo. Snoop. Go, go go wild, no, bro. Nobody knew Jake, nobody <laughs> nobody knew Jake was real like that. We need you out. Yeah, Snoop was like, Snoop was like, fuck it, like dropping like. I'm like, come on he now. Went, like he went from 1990 to his updated music to now. Just like my lord, man, that's a lot of music, my guy. Yo, bro, I knew he was, went on for a long time because <laughs> I I went, I used the bathroom, I, I I I grabbed some food. I was like, by the time I come back, this shit's gonna be popping. I came back, still wasn't ready. I was like, okay. I did some other shit, came back. I'm like, yo, Snoop is still on stage. The shit was nuts. But I'll say this real quick. Um, so grading-wise, I'm, I'm going to give it a B plus, okay? And the reason I go with B plus for it is, yes, some of those things lasted long, but man, it gave me... It gave me old old school pride feel, feels. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 made, it felt like Creed. In the way the lighting and everything looked, the way the lighting and everything was, um, now granted, the way that it was shot during the fight, I thought was terrible. Like I, I can barely see him looking at ropes and shit. That's terrible. But so you oh, know, I have, I got something to say. I got something yeah, to say. No, Sorry no, to cut you off. No, no I was, worries. I was feeling the same way too. 
But then I'm just like, you know what? From this lower angle, if somebody gets knocked out right here, that'd actually be pretty cool to see that that's the falling. I mean, like, right I did there. see Nate Robinson dribble right into my screen. <laughs> I, I did absolutely see that. <laughs> ESPN actually gets those angles pretty good. I think they were experimenting. They're new. It's a learning learning experience for them. Triller, right? Um, this was, I was Triller. Really... I think did well. I, I think Triller. I'm, I'm gonna give them props. Whoever the fuck they are. Good job to Triller. You know, um, I think Mike and them put on a great performance. I mean, it, here's the thing. It was great because it didn't feel like it was at the Staples Center. It felt a little closer. It felt nice. And um, I really like how they set it up, man. So all in all, the performance, the production value, I think the production value was phenomenal. Um, I think the commentary was great. Uh, first of all, I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Sugar Ray Leonard is a legend as a boxer. I think we could all agree with that. He is the worst motherfucker when it comes to commentary. He sucks. <laughs> My God, he is terrible. That nigga's been terrible for years of this shit. I, I don't I, mind I him. Oh, he's him. terrible. I didn't need him. I don't know why he was there. Just like, if we're going to do this fun kind of boxing thing, we don't need a guy who's as serious as him giving commentary. It was fine with Mauro Nalo. Uh, Mauro with the Mauro the always always does a great job. Mauro's the best Snoop in business. And is is around his yeah. son here. I, I heard Derek Lewis was originally supposed to be the one commentating on that uh, fight. You know what? It would have been great, but I know Derek Lewis was supposed to fight this weekend. For those who do not know, he was he was scheduled to fight this Saturday. His fight is is actually postponed to this point in time because Curtis Blades has tested positive for COVID. Um, and, and that's something that we'll discuss a little further on in the show. Um, but all right, so we, we've given that grade. Let's keep it with this fights and how you guys are feeling. Fight itself. Let's talk about the main event and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about some other shit. Uh, main event time. How did you guys feel what we actually saw when the two men finally got out there? You know, they might not have been as ripply as we they, they once were, but these old cats came out there and, and, and put fisticuffs out there. I'm going to start off with you, Mystic Black. Brother, what was your thoughts on this matchup, The actually what we saw on the screen? That main event was very entertaining. Uh, they came out. Roy was doing his his old no-look, you know, jab, and it's to go the other way. Tyson <laughs> was still throwing those, those heavy shots to the body. Um, I think they did a great job, but I just feel that they may have had some kind of gentleman's agreement. Just like, you know what? Don't go to the head. No shots to the head because Mike Tyson is a guy who's going to throw a high a lot, you know? All body shots, all body all, shots. All body <laughs> shots. We're all good. Like, don't, don't hit me up here. So I felt like there was some kind of agreement there, but all in all, I enjoyed it. I'd watch okay. Mike Tyson fight again. I don't know about Roy Jones Jr. because he seemed a little winded, but I'll definitely watch Mike Tyson fight somebody again. If they want to do it one more time, exhibition, Holyfield maybe, I'm watching that. All right, Brandon, what you thought? What are your thoughts? Uh, real quick, uh, Mystic, what 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 are you? What is your uh, your grade? What is the grade that you give it? Uh, definitely B plus for sure for two guys uh, in their fifties to put to to do that eight rounds like B plus for sure. All right, uh, Guru, I think Roy did what he could in that tiny tiny ring. That ring was small. Notably small. Purposely. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. But <laughs> Ain't no, nowhere to run. <laughs> also, Roy, he did not look like he trained at all. Like he was tired what? after round one. I was like, nigga, you did not take this serious. His, <laughs> I also was like, 
since when his legs super skinny like that? I was like, God, oh, he looks soft. He had some yeah. boobs going on there. So I mean, it, it, it might look like he took it far more seriously than than Roy did. Let's just say and, that. And it's not like Mike put on some amazing performance before, but but Roy clearly held him for the entire fight, like literally held him. Yeah. And, so I mean, it was what it was. It was it was cool. It was slightly nostalgic. However. It, I'll give the main main event a B minus. It wasn't all that to me. Would I probably watch again? Sure. But I mean, it was what I expected. I wasn't expecting Mike to come out there and like, you know, knock someone out like 93. <laughs> hey, well, okay. Okay, so I, I like that. Um, I put it like this. <laughs> Best way I can put this. Confidence <laughs> shit. It's not COVID. <laughs> it's the gotcha. It's the good stuff. <laughs> I didn't time it as well as I hoped. Uh, <laughs> um, but check it out. This is what I do want to say. Um, when it boils down to it, I'm I'm actually going to give them an A. Hold, hold, hold fast. I'm I did, I'm I'm explain why. I'm explain why. Yeah, I'm, I'm explain why. <laughs> right. Um, I'm giving them an A because of this. At the end of the day. Did they 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 did better than I thought they were gonna do, to be honest with you. Um, I expected a total shit show. So for me, anything more than a shit show is a is a win. You know what I'm saying? It was a win. The, the fact that they didn't go out there and they did not embarrass themselves, and they didn't. It wasn't an embarrassment. They both had their moments. Um, you're right, Roy looked like shit. He did. He he looked like he didn't take it seriously in terms of his strength conditioning aspect of it. Uh, but, um, and, and it seemed like, you know, if Mike, Mike, Mike looked like the guy who d- didn't fight two years ago, that that's put it like this. It looked like the roles were reversed. It looks like Roy didn't fight for 15 years and Mike didn't fight for three. That's kind of how it looked out there. Um, so salute to Mike. Mike came in shape. Mike came in ready. Uh, and he did throw some heavy, heavy body shots. Those are some heavy body shots to Roy. Roy did his thing, you know, and he had did, did have some moments where that vintage Roy, where he hit the, the crossover step with the pop and the jab and whatnot. It was fun. And that's what I think. I think they entertained. I think it was fun. So I'm giving it an A just because of that. It, they didn't blow my hair back, but they didn't embarrass themselves and it was better than I anticipated. That is why I'm giving them the grade of an A. That's it. Now, now it's it, it's crazy, you know. Roy Jones has always been a showman, and even in his old age with the saggy showman. ass cities, he managed to still be Sag. a showman. And I, and I think his him being a showman was important to the to, to the event. It was important yes. to, to see the no look no look jab, the step over, the little double left hook, left hook. It was important to see those things. And as we start to think forward, like if it makes dollars, it makes sense. The yep. event sold, it made money. They're likely going to do it again. But doing that without Roy Jones like who's going to be able to hold up that okay, end? so so let me ask you guys this real quick because that's a great thing um like are we here for the old guy fights are you guys here for it? because i will say this i know for a fact and, and mystic and i might feel a little differently because coming from more mma we're kind of used to the we with this little bit of a shit show we know that they'll <laughs> go out there and, and throw them out there like when they rolled fucking Hoist Gracie old ass out there to fight against fucking Matt Hughes, <laughs> you come on, son. It, it was like, like two different eras of the game, and it was wrong. I mean, shit, we wheeled out Tito and Chuck, for Christ's sake. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm accustomed to seeing these things, and there is absolutely a market for it. And I've seen it, and that's the same. 
the, there's a the there's a market for the YouTube fights. There's a market for this. But I like what Mike Tyson did in terms of I like it that it's all on one card. Don't don't give me real fights in this shit. You can keep the sideshows, and I think there's a time and a place for this. So yeah, I guess I'm here for this shit. What was that? There was a couple. There was a couple real fights. Don't you talk about Badu Jack in that fucking Uber driver? No, no. Okay, wait, wait. There was like oh, a on, hold on. The like, opener, the opener was the a legit open, fight. The opener was, was a legit, legit fight. fight. Hey, yeah. hey, give, give my boys fight. some credit. I don't have their names handy, but give them motherfuckers some credit. They was banging. They banging. were banging. The, the first, the first, the first fight was a legit fucking fight. So you know what? And so I, I, I'm so, here. I'm here for this type of card. Tyson could put these legend fights on like this. You got me. I'm so my thing is they got to prove to be in shape. If they're not in shape, I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to see anybody drag ass in there and just like put on an embarrassing like performance. At least Roy Jones, just like you said, uh, be like Roy Jones did his whole thing. No matter how disgusting his body looked, he still was entertaining doing his thing. (laughs) I don't want to see any. I I don't think Evander Holyfield is in that much shape. I I haven't seen him. I mean, I mean, his, his body's in shape, but he's a guy that like. I don't know when he speaks. You can tell that something yeah. might not be he right looks up here. Like he's been hitting the face a few times, too many times. Yeah. I don't want to see that. If the guys are in shape, like for instance, in MMA, like if Vitor Belfort wants to come and fight in this thing, somebody like that, yeah. those guys, I'm in. But if you're not in shape, I don't want to see it. I, Sergi, I can agree with that, Sergey. I want to respond to what you said before. I yeah, actually please. strongly disagree with your stance that real that real fighters should not be on things like this. I think if you're going to have guys, yeah, I, I changed my tune a little bit when we talked about the the early fight. I changed my tune on that one. Oh, I thought you were just saying that the, that the side show. Oh, okay. No, so, no, I can see to that. Yeah. No, no. So I, yeah. my thought process on this is that the event sold. And I think we're, we're getting to that anyway. Let's talk about that it right say, now. You know, yeah. any, anywhere towards the 1.2 to 1.5 million, million range. We don't have official numbers yet. It's super early. We'll probably yeah. have to wait a couple weeks. But that is a fucking huge That's number. A, Sir, you, you, you and I discussed number. it maybe in a three to 500 range. Obviously, little, we're super, I said super wrong. I said I said five hundred tops. You said like you said between two and three. That with one point five fucking million at least, man. You know what, man? And I have to say something. Mike Tyson carry his name carries weight because let's keep it a bean. This fucking uh, the the promotion was terrible. They didn't promote this shit at all. Yeah, bad promotion. I agree with that. Yeah, they, they didn't. They could do better. They didn't so promote it well. Just off of that name alone, look what that carries. That's a huge, huge number. And it didn't dawn on me. Obviously, we did the show a little bit early in the week. But as we got to the day, you know, I'm everybody's boxing friend. So everybody's texting me talking about where are you watching the fights tonight? I'm like, really? Like and, and all, all these like was, women and people, are, like, it, people that you would never expected. It. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this fight party. I'm ordering. And I'm like, this is crazy. But the name drew so much. And for me, I mean, it's it's cool that Tyson was able to do that. However, it's also, and it's the first time that I, I felt people texting me, people reaching out to me since Floyd is full. Like it's the first time I've, we've had that experience since, since Floyd against That's McGregor. Real. So it, it, it was sort of a reminder that like the pay-per-view market isn't dead. It, it falls on the fighters of today. All of these tune-up tune-up fights, like you fight a big fight, then you fight it, fight a tune-up fight. You you offer a little bit, gotta fight fight a tune-up Very fight. Good point, so man. You prom- promotional boundaries, we can't make the fights. But, you know, Tyson, he may have taken his losses, but he fought a lot of the guys that he needed to fought to fight. Roy Jones, he fought the guys. He dominated the sport for a 10 year period. He fought the guys Absolutely. that he needed to fight, even though he took losses and fought way past his way past his prime. But 
the pay-per-view market is still there. It can be there. And what I, what I want to get back to is with so many eyes on the event, I do think going forward, if you're going to have these little side sideshow events, but if they're going to sell, then put real boxers on there, at least on, you know, on somewhere on the undercard. Place we for some of these mid-level boxers. I think that's a huge opportunity for them to make a name for themselves. There's, it hurts almost. There's a, it's, it's like, yeah. damn, like, it, it did so good. Like, Errol Spence is not doing a million buys next week, and that's a good nope. fight. No, and that's a far better fight. That's a far better fight than anything that we saw, man. But um, but let, let's talk about some of these fights. All right. And really quick, man, thank you to everybody who is watching us live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, man. Thank you guys so much. Let people know. Let people know about the greatest combat sports and coach show in the entire universe, the fight podcast. We have some amazing guests on our fight round table today. And uh, and like I said, let, let's go back, man. Let's go back and talk about uh on this fight card because the co-main event. Um, a lot of people said might have stole the show. We're going to talk about Nate the Great Robinson versus the Calabasas killer himself, Jake Paul. Gentlemen, um, this was a fight that I, I think uh, I, I know Brandon and I have talked about it before. We weren't enthused, right? Uh, I, I think you guys know I'm not the biggest uh, Paul Brothers fan. I, I think... Um, it is what it is. But one thing I'll say, I think we've all talked about, I've seen them throw punches. And look, man, Jake Paul has some skills. And if you go out there and you don't take this as seriously, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is what happened in this fight. Nate Robinson said, I played college football. I played in the NBA. I'm a black guy. I'm an athlete. This white boy lives in Calabasas, and is a YouTube star. There's nothing he can do to me that can make me, that that he, he there's no way he can kick my ass like he kicked. Did you see, did you see the fat boy he whooped last time? That's what he said. That little fat YouTube, do I look like that? No. No, I don't. And he went out there, didn't train with a real trainer. Remember, Jake Paul trains with a legitimate badass fucking trainer. He spars legitimate badass dudes and Nate Robinson went out there and trained with some niggas on the block and ended up, I mean, look, I, I, uh, Mystic, I'll let you take it from here, brother. What, what are your thoughts on this, man? You can continue. Anybody watching this and you guys probably think I'm laughing at Nate getting knocked out. That is not what I'm laughing at at all. <laughs> I am laughing because people did not take Jake Paul serious. I was sitting there with a couple buddies and they're just like, there's no way this guy, look at his face. He can't box. There's no, no way. I'm just like, listen, guys, this guy trains with the real people. He's going to come in there and he's going to like probably establish a jab and catch Nate somewhere with just so something nasty. And it's not going to be pretty. Like, just prepare for that. Like, have your camera phones ready because something bad is going to happen. Soon as that fight started and I just see oh. Nate Diaz just plowing. I mean, Nate Diaz, Nate Robinson just plowing uh, forward. Nate Diaz would have done feet, so much better. Uh, so much better. <laughs> Nate, Ro <laughs> Nate Robinson's feet weren't set. They were wide. It was just so weird. It's just like he was fighting in the backyard or something and destroying the most wildest punches. As soon as I saw Jake Paul start throwing a jab, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going to be so bad. This oh. is not going to end well. And then I felt that Nate Diaz, uh, Nate, well, I keep seeing Nate Diaz, Nate Robinson, <laughs> Was Because uh, you like talking about real fighters. I, I, no, I understand. I Nate Robinson do. was done in that first knockdown. That ref gave him a 15 Yo, time out. Did anybody else notice the, the 30 seconds that, that he the got? the longest 10 <laughs> count I've ever in seen world. in my life. I'm just like, he's knocked out. What are, what are we doing here? And when the ref let him get up and his eye kind of twitched and he was just like, oh, where am I kind of feeling? I was like, we need to stop this fight. How come we're not protecting these guys? That's what I was more worried about. It, Nate it was Robinson getting protected. 
he should have got Go ahead, he should have got called out in the first round because I mean should have. It, yeah. it, it was a legitimate shot behind the head and that yes. is an illegal shot but the ref yes. didn't call it an illegal shot and if the mm-hmm. ref doesn't call it an illegal shot he was down for what seemed like an eternity yes. then he goes down again in the second round for what seems like an, an eternity and then he gets his ass slept now no one really expected that but if you look at Jake Paul's training videos he actually throws quite a few. The, the training video he recently released, where he's dogging all those sparring partners, dogging he throws them, yeah. dogging quite, He throws quite a uh, quite a bit uh, counter right hands. That same yes. right hand that put Nate Robinson in a bad place, he lands quite a bit of those. So it's something that he worked on, and something that turned into success in the ring. I can't say much about Nate Robinson's prep. I did watch some of his sparring. I did watch some some of his prep. It did seem like he was he was working hard, but I mean. It shit. It, it happens. Now, what I want to talk about is the fact that, you know, Sergio, what you said, this did steal the show. And yep. we sat, we've sat here for the last 20 minutes and praised this event. However, if Nate Robinson doesn't get knocked into eternity, are we having the same? So let me ask you guys this. Do you that think that celebrity's not supposed to get knocked out? Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that that fight? Think about the pay-per-views. Do you think that Nate gets knocked out and all of a sudden it's a little bit like the uh like the ultimate fighter season one fucking stefan bonner and forrest griffin are out there going crazy people are making phone calls yo you need to go out here and you need to watch this fight shit's crazy do you think that that was something like that happened like he gets knocked out and they're like yo this shit's crazy snoop dogg is killing it we need to go check this shit out and i wonder if there was like a stat they could actually show how it grew like throughout after that after that knockout i'm sure more people tuned in after that knockout Mm, I mean, if you missed most of the event already, spent spent the fifty dollars. I'm not sure the people who didn't who, who weren't already watching of the of the one point five million people that bought this shit. Like they probably just watching on social media. I don't know if that yeah. caused the event to grow, but as a whole, without that moment, without that knockout, if that fight was trash, like it was supposed to be, like two celebrities fighting, it's not supposed to be. It's it probably should have looked more like Tyson. Uh, like Tyson and Jones did, like not that great of a fight, yeah. and without legends in the ring. So if that fight went on as it probably should have. Do we have the same thoughts about the event? Like I gave it a B plus. Sergio gave it a B plus. Without that, we're to- we're having a different conversation. In my absolutely opinion. no. I mean I that's th- true. I, that's true. Uh, and and real quick, I do want to say this. Does he get a, a, a knockout a night bonus? <laughs> right. Seriously, that's a knockout uh, a night bonus, man. Um, I, I'll say this about that match, that fight though. It's one of those things that, yo, who 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 who's who's Nate Robinson's people? Because, I mean, whoever it was did not prepare. He was not prepared. When he ran out there and he's going out there and throwing like these little, he literally reacted like kids who, when you first start sparring and you first start doing it, you 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 don't know how to react. You get scared. You 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 know you run at him. You try to grab him. You, it's like everything he was doing, there was nothing poised. And we saw Jake Paul go out there and again, he was poised, man. He, he, he saw it coming. He covered up. And then again, those counter right hands. He ended up blasting them with it. And I'll be honest with you, man, I think this is bad on Nate Robinson's career. It's it's so, it's a weight class. That's <laughs> like, another thing too. They for sure, huge compared they're to for sure were not in a in a correct weight class. Nate Robinson probably didn't cut a pound. This probably came in there the weight that he naturally is because he's a very cut and slim guy. Yeah. And then uh, what's his face? Jake Paul had to cut weight to get to that. But I got to give Nate Robinson first of all credit for getting in there. And and boxing somebody, you know, not everybody can. I do give that. him props. I give, I give props him props for that. that. I'm not gonna give him shit for it. Like I didn't put, repost it. I wasn't talking crap on Twitter. I'm not gonna do that. I can't. It just it literally hurt me being no no 
no nah, disrespect to anybody. As a black man, he's getting knocked out by a white guy just like oh, that. Right. I'm not back. I'm okay. not said it, it was a setback. I'm not reposting that. Absolutely not. And number three, Look, you and, catch these jokes. <laughs> I can't. I can't right. make fun of him. But I think that Jake Paul, if he wants to like continue boxing, he can. He has the money for it. He has the money for training, and he has the mindset and the discipline to do it. In a couple of years, if he keeps doing this and not the whole celebrity get drunk, do drug stuff, and take it seriously, he can be a lot of legit boxers down the road. He's only twenty three years old. He's young. Yeah, I, I when I say legit, be... when I say legit, I don't mean super high level, but just like some some you know a little bit lower tier guys to get him to that point. It's possible, you know. I, if, you know what I especially think with, you should if do? you can afford it. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete. Athlete can. They're athletes. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'll say this. I I generally believe that there is a market for this, and I think that they should keep doing this. I mean, they they he got two knockouts. Dog, he got two knockouts. Back to he, back. Can, he can keep getting these these pseudo celebrity YouTube stars to go in there and, and and get knocked out. I mean, he can literally make a career out of doing this. There's he's. I mean, there's there's a market for it. He can so, do sir. it. Well, sir, you're a former fighter yourself. How do you think you're holding up against Jake Paul? I whoop his ass, but I ain't gonna put myself out there. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna go out there. Like, I'm, not, I'm not fighting. I'm not embarrassing he, myself like that. Absolutely yeah, not. like not because me. guess what? It's a fight. There's still an opportunity, a chance that he catches me with one. You know what I'm saying? I ain't putting myself out there. I'm 34 years old, fam. I'm he's 23. And then wearing and wearing the jersey after coming out to we're playing basketball. My lord. First yeah, of all, everybody has a price. If they put the same number that they put in the paper for Nate Robinson, sir, you're going to be your ass out there trying to beat up Jake Paul. <laughs> everybody got a price. That's everybody right. got a price. Well, but here's the difference. But the difference is here. I, I've been training in martial arts and boxing since I was like eight. So, like, I ain't going to go out there like Nate. Because here's the thing. I can survive at minimum for that amount of time. Oh, I can God. sit back here they call, they and hold catch body. All I know is Jake Paul out here catching bodies. He I would catch all the bodies. He's <laughs> catching all the bodies. I ain't, I'm not bad. Yo, Jake Paul has skills, fam. That's skills. I'm not he's taking away skills. from him. I'm not taking um, another way from him. I don't know if he has skills or didn't. The, the, no, the guy got skills. I've seen both of the fights. The, the first guy he fought was. Put me out there against him. And Nate Robinson didn't really look much better. So I mean, you know, no, honestly, the other guy looked better than Nate Robinson in terms of boxing wise. Physically, the other dude looked like a turd in a little bag. Like that's it. It wasn't Pro, it. Crucial athleticism is not doesn't give you skill. That's for sure. And and that's the thing, man. But we'll talk about. I want to talk about this a little later on in the show. Um, let let's move on because there's there was some news that happened this week. Um, and and, and I think the actually, you know what? Let let's let's keep it on the fights because there was actually a real fight that happened this week, and uh, there was actually a little controversy. That happened with that their fight. Uh, we had a heavy two heavyweight contenders. One contender that's like forty seven years old, and we have another contender that's twenty three. It's thirty five. I know. Uh, but we're talking about Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois. Um, this was a, a, a slated to be a one of those like crazy heavyweight matchups, man. And it and it it's, it delivered. It was a really entertaining fight. Great um, fight. Two two guys uh, moving up, and they're. A step away from the the top guys in the weight class in the division, um, but Joe Joyce gets tenth round TKO. The controversy comes out there is because it seemed as if Danny Dubois quit because you look at it, it looked like he took a jab, he and he turned his back, said I'm done, no mossed it, 
And a lot of people, Brandon, you hit me up right afterwards. Seemed like, dude, did this dude just quit? Um, afterwards, like I said, we found out he ended up breaking an orbital bone. Um, so I think a lot of people feel a little differently, but that is still the 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 the, the narrative going around the fight circles right now is that Daniel Dubois quit and he's a quitter. Um, I'm gonna start with you, guy, Brandon. I'm gonna start with you. Do you believe now that we know the information that happened is Daniel Dubois a quitter? No, now that we have the information. Now that we have the no. information. But before we had the information, I was like, ah, that nigga quit. He's 23 years old. He's up on two of the three scorecards. Oh, real about quick, real, real, real quick, sorry to cut you off. Uh, a little bit of breaking news. Yeah, I was looking uh, at that. You saw that? Yeah, Russell <laughs> yeah. Westbrook just got traded for John Wall. The same person just got traded for the pretty much the same person. <laughs> it literally did, not, it did nothing there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, one, one person can stay on the court. Yeah, yeah. Like at least one person hey, said the correct shoot. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are going to be re- they're going to wreak havoc in the Eastern Conference. They're going to wreak havoc against each other because they're going to fight each other <laughs> on the court as teammates. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. my god! All right, that was a little breaking news, Brandon. I'm sorry to cut you off, brother. Continue. No, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I fucked up my train of thought, but I you do. Know what I'm saying? We gotta, we, I, 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 I appreciate the breaking news. It matters more than what I was. Break news live on there. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing: the fight happens. Joe Joyce. I'm sorry, Dan Dubois, upcoming prospect. 23 years old, projected to win the fight by most. I picked him to win the fight by by knockout. You know, he he did some good I things. I did as well. I did, did as some, well. Some good things during the fight, and that's what made the fight exciting. He made some adjustments throughout. It was a back and forth fight, but he's up on two or three scorecards. If he wins this fight, his career really goes to the next level. And I'm like, man, I, I've seen fighters finish fights with a closed eye before. Like, if he could just survive for three rounds, maybe he can bank one of them. He can get out of there with the, at a, a draw at the very minimum with, with with the way the scorecards had looked. So when it happened, I was like, damn, he quit. Will he ever be able to recover from that? Or will that always sit in the back of his head? He just got beat with a jab all night as a heavyweight. I, I, but as we found out, a broken orbital bone, we know how detrimental yeah, that, injury, day. that injury can be. You can't see. Now we're finding out that it could be. Probably not, but it could be a career-threatening injury. So it was a very serious in- injury. If he didn't get out of there when he did, we're talking about lifelong damage, which we don't want to see for any of the fighters Never in the sport. That. And that just speaks to the dangers every single time you step you step in between those ropes, as Nate Robinson found out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he quit once finding everything out. But it wasn't until I found everything out that I could say, "Nah, he didn't quit." Mystic, yeah. what you think? Is it quit or not? Nah? No, that's not quit. That's actually smart because there's some fighters, and I compare this, and I'll go to MMA route here, when Josh Koscheck fought George St. Pierre, and George St. Pierre was jabbing him for five rounds. Koscheck could not see out of the eye. The eye was in massive amounts of Broke pain. Broke that man's face with a jab. Lived with a jab, and he was never the same after that fight because he didn't, he didn't stop it or like quit or whatever you want to say. But if he would have got out of there earlier as that eye was completely shut and in pain, Maybe he would his career would have been a little bit different. So I don't think yeah. Dubois made a bad decision. He's a younger. How old is Dubois? 23. 23. 23. Young guy. He'll be back. He has a plenty of time to come back. He was undefeated before. It's one loss. He'll be he'll be okay. Uh, will he be okay? I don't know. I think that I hope so. I, I think he will be. Plenty of people come back from that. It's not like you know, you still I mean look, even Kel Brook, yes, he just took a last loss, but he has two of them shits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's that's so many rough, guys in man. MMA, many orbital. guys in MMA have broken orbital bones as well. You know what I'm saying? That's something that happens. It's it's not that. It's the fact that fucking Joe Joyce was walking through his best shots Ooh, and he's a he's a knockout. Wasn't he, though? 
And he, Daniel Dubois is, is landing some nasty counter rights. Yes. And that's his game right there. Joe, Joe Joyce was undeterred. So, what, what do you night. think about Joe Joyce, though? Does that give you a little bit more praise of Joe Joyce? You're like, yo, this dude might be real. So, the fight that I need to see is, and I saw someone mention this on Twitter, and I was so here for it, is Joe Joyce and Luis Ortiz. I think that is a great fight Yeah, I like that. So I don't I don't think I'm Joe Joyce, I don't think Joe Joyce is real. I think he has boxing IQ, probably a little bit more boxing IQ than most of the top heavyweights. He was a highly touted Olympian, but 35 years old. He's not that he's not that quick. Yeah, he can use that jab, but shit, nigga, that ain't gonna matter much against Deontay <laughs> Wilder. So I mean you're not gonna beat Tyson Fury. Usyk has, has has beat you in the amateurs. He probably we would probably pick Usyk to get a win against you. So like we don't see him winning against any of the top guys, but he scored an upset the other night. I'm open to be proven wrong again. Facts. I, I'm here for that shit, man. Love um, that matchup with Luis Ortiz. Oh, that'd be a great matchup. Look at you, Ooh. matchmaker. We see you, Sean Shelby. Do your thing. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> all day. <laughs> all right, um, but look, let's keep it with boxing real quick. Um, I do. We are going for those the rest of the combat sports fans. We are going to talk about MMA. We do have some MMA to talk about today. Uh, but boxing's been killing it this week. Boxing, boxing own Thanksgiving, man. Uh, boxing gonna own December. They and they are. They are gonna Pretty own much, December. Yeah. They are yeah. gonna own December. But let's go ahead and move on to this one, man. This was a big deal, and this is actually boxing and MMA. Yo. Clarissa Shields, and it is Clarissa because I heard her when she was getting interviewed by fucking Brett out of Komodo. She made a great point to correct his ass at the end, and I think scared the shit out of him. But Clarissa <laughs> Shields signs with the PFL and now will also fight MMA. Gentlemen, what are your initial thoughts on the move? Mystic, I'm starting with you, brother. Uh, very cool by her to do that, to give herself a different kind of a challenge. You know, I love when people do that. Like when Holly Holm went to kickboxing, then she went to MMA. It's very good to challenge yourself. If you're being so dominant in a sport, why not try something else? That gets boring after a couple of times, you know? Not to say Clarissa Shields had the most entertaining fights in, in boxing, you know? She's an Olympian. She's won a, she's won a gold medal, right? Two-time. Two-time two gold, two gold medalist. She definitely has that that uh, determination to want to do something, and she feels like that with MMA. When she started training with Cyborg, you can kind of see she was getting that kind of, it's like, you know what? I'm down to do this. And then she went to Greg Jackson's down in, in Albuquerque to see if she can keep up with these people and she felt like she could. So I think it's a pretty cool move. Um, PFL is a smart way to go because she can it get is. her random fights here and there, but she won't realistically fight in a tournament. Th- their tournament style probably until 2022. 22. That's why I feel some people are forgetting. This is not going to be an automatic boom. She's up there fighting. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Kayla, Kayla Harrison. Harrison, Kayla Harrison off the bat. That's not going to happen. I think Kayla Harrison will probably be either in Bellator or the UFC by the time Clarissa Shields is even entering a tournament. So she might take over in that part. And why not win a million dollars at the end of the tournament? That's not bad at all. I don't think Clarissa... Was Clarissa making millions of dollars in boxing? No. No. Exactly. So why not move The reason she she said she came over was almost specifically because of... She has... And and I'll be it, I'll say a little bit of a warped view of MMA... Mm-hmm. Uh, because she thinks to think it's like rainbows and sunshine on this side, which for some things it is, but it's st- she, I don't think she just I don't think she understands the, how how fucked up it is on this side. But she still has higher earning potential fighting MMA at this point in time than she does in female boxing. Uh, but Brandon, what are your I, thoughts I think, on this? Well, to your point, I think on top of that, not just more money in MMA, but she has more money as a two sport athlete. Absolutely, there's, there's no, go back and forth. 
There, she plans to fight boxing and MMA at least two to three times each next year. Now, that's an aggressive, aggressive number to fight four to six times, both like MMA and, and boxing. But I mean, my initial thoughts, it's a great move for the PFL. Clutch Shields is well known over here. The PFL by some of us boxing fans, definitely not. But now we know who the PFL is. Now I'm, I'm going to be watching women's MMA in the PFL. Yep. You could have never told me that I would be watching women's MMA for the PFL, and, and I would believe you. So for the PFL, it's a great move. And for Clarissa Shields, I think as a two-sport athlete, it makes sense for her. I think it's a new challenge. It makes a ton of sense for her. Will she ever be the best women's fighter in the, in the world? Like, she's no Amanda Nunez, but it's fun. <laughs> watch. It's a new challenge, and at some point, she'll probably take a loss on the MMA side. I want to see if, if that affects her on the boxing side. But, I mean, there's nobody close to her on the yeah. boxing side. She fuck with it, was probably bored. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, it's especially a weird in her dynamic. weight classes. Yeah, especially in her weight girl. classes. Uh, yeah, she's she a, a big girl. girl. Weight wise, uh, is going to be very interesting. And to see, like you know, Aaron Pico. When Aaron Pico came into to MMA, he was a wrestler, and he yeah. all of a sudden he just like you know, but he did Golden Gloves boxing as well. Yeah, but like, yeah, he was he's he's like you know what? he was one of Miguel Cotto's main training partners. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like you know what? I can stand up with these guys. It's a whole different ballgame when you come to MMA because you is. have a lot of other things to worry about. So it's going to be very interesting to see how she transitions to that and how fast yeah, she can learn. But she's not young too. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you guys about this in a sec. No, no, no. She's she's still she's 25. She's not CM Punk. Yeah, she's oh, she's not CM Punk. She's 25. She's 25. Oh, she yeah, got she's only 25. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so I was thinking about it, dude. She has. She's 25 years old. She has an amazing skill set. And not CM Punk. <laughs> if she can, if she can go out there and and really, if she embraces now, now do I have concerns? I do. Does she have the potential to be very good? Absolutely. She comes in. She's already one of the best. The thing that made her stand out is people have this misconception. And she, I heard her even say it also. Oh, I got these forearms gloves on. Watch out. No, you're not. No one cares about your fucking power. You have no power. But that's not going to make a difference. Um, but what I will say is that her technique, her skill set in that, that is going to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Because, and Brandon, I, I'll tell you this. I've seen enough women come over from the boxing side. I'm talking about Serrano, who is just right there in the, in the pound for pound discussion as well. She actually fought for Combates Americas this weekend. She got a knockout win. She looks great. But she's somebody who actually has power and not has knockouts in the women's in women's boxing. Not saying that Clarissa doesn't have power. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to make as big of a difference as some people believe. Um, so do I think she has a lot of potential to be great? I think she absolutely has the potential to be really damn good. She's only 25 years old. And if she embraces martial arts and really embraces every aspect of it, I think she has a legitimate shot to be, you know, a contender for a championship somewhere. Somewhere. I'll say I didn't know she, I didn't know she was 25. That's very interesting. I, yeah. I, I think Serge, I've heard I've heard you say a lot of like, you know, she thinks it's rainbow, like she doesn't take it as as serious. And I think I'm going by what she said. I, I think this saying, is so. I, I think she takes it very serious. And what tells me that she takes it serious is that she could have probably signed with UFC and just went to fight it with Man and Nunes. No, she couldn't have. The UFC I, wouldn't have signed her. Man, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? I don't think. Yes. I don't think so. Dana's Dana's does not play that game. He does okay. not like that. That's too. fair. That's fair. He did it one time with James Tony. James Tony. And, and he was like, "I'll <laughs> never do this shit again." He was like, I, "I'm not." He was like, "I'm not here." He does not do sideshows. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I think it's it, a it was a, it was perfect for the for PFL. 
It is a up and coming is up and coming promotion um, that it, they have a great gimmick right now with their thing. They've had a year off. They need something coming back because they literally had a whole 2020 no events. This is perfect. They're going to get people from boxing, get people from from MMA. It's 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 a great it's it's great for everybody. This was perfect all around. This is a brilliant idea. I am Shocking. here for this experiment. I love every aspect of it. Salute to her for doing this. Um, my only concerns, like I said before, is I really do hope, I really fucking hope that she's taking it seriously because she was, I heard her say a couple things about the ideas that she has. She was like, pretty much everybody in MMA comes from wrestling, she kept saying, which I'm like, that's not the case. She was saying a lot of things that are just a lot real fallacies about the sport. And it's, it's coming from somebody who doesn't understand, again, the thing about her power. Heather Hardy is another one who has more power and has more knockouts in actual women's boxing, did not do well. has <laughs> zero any power in MMA. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, a, it's a thing about the distance. And then we say, look, Holly Holm is a great boxing champion. She was able to transition. But Holly Holm, the only training that she ever had, she only trained at Jackson Wink. That was the only, like her boxing coach was, was a kickboxing coach. <laughs> and she was a multiple time boxing champion. Now I'll say this. By far, Clarissa Shields is the highest caliber and highest boxer in their prime to compete in MMA. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Amanda Serrano is not in her prime anymore. Heather Hardy ain't that damn good. You know what I'm saying? She is the best in their prime. So salute to her. Because this is dangerous. This this is because it can really mess up. Because think about it. Think about if it goes the wrong way. She gets some some up and coming chick that we don't know about from fucking Uzbekistan that goes out there and elbows her face into the canvas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it can happen, and that's the first thing anybody who fights her is gonna think. Take exactly. her down. Take her down. Honestly, I'm excited for her to face some adversity because she's just so far and above and beyond most of oh, the opponents she will. She Yo, she absolutely. And here's the thing: I'll say this: you don't put her nowhere near Kayla Harrison. Yeah, not, not now. Maybe later, but not, not now. She, she's never fought an MMA fight, so of course. I mean, you know, girls are no clearly, clearly a beast, but I mean, you know, she she has time. We'll see. Well, we will see. Yeah, but here's the thing. You. Kayla Harrison is, a, is an Olympian, too. Kayla Harrison is also a two-time Olympian. Kayla Harrison is a two-time Olympian in the exact same two Olympics that Clarissa Shields won her two gold medals in. Kayla Harrison needs to go to stay at 145. That's what she yes, needs to do. All that 155 garbage stuff. I don't want to see that. There's nobody. Class. It's not a weight, real weight class. You just don't want to. You just want to cut the weight. Um, she needs to fight at 145 to, on that road to either Cyborg at some point or Amanda Nunes at some point. I know she That's trains true. with Amanda Nunes, but she keeps trying to skip over the question. But she's kind of answering and saying it would be an honor and a privilege to do it. Just say you want to fight her. It's okay if you train together. It's no disrespect. It's actually more respect. Because you want to test yourself against somebody who's considered the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Facts. in male or female, doesn't matter. She's one of the greatest of all time. Jeez. So I think that Kayla Harrison needs to stop fighting at 155. I get it. It's an easy $1 million. Makes sense. But easy million. we're not looking at you in the most competitive ways because you're ragdoll and everybody you're fighting. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, any, any, anything else you guys want to say about this topic before we move on? No. Let's, right, let's go, Clarissa. Quick. We're rooting for you. Clarissa. Clarissa, yeah, I ain't gonna fuck up. She ain't gonna get me like she got Brett. Uh, all right, um, real quick, thank you to everybody who is joining the show, watching us live on Facebook, 
YouTube and Twitch, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, remember, listen to the Fight Podcast everywhere. Podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out thefightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe, share. I appreciate you guys, man. All right. Let's let's keep the party going, gentlemen. Um, let me ask you guys this. Before we get into the big fight, because I want to talk about this fight of the weekend. We're going to close out with talking about the big Errol Spence Danny Garcia fight that's going to be live Saturday on Fox pay-per-view. We'll be talking about that. But let's talk about this real quick. The UFC. Leon Edwards and Kazma Smaev both don't train nowhere near each other. Both of them boys got COVID. All right. Oh, I, I didn't know it was both of them. No, no only one. Well, only so one. Hazma, Hazma doesn't have it. He, so he didn't have it at all. No. Okay. So I know it was rumored that he had it at some point in time, but Leon Edwards absolutely did end up having it. So, um, and I have to check. I think they might, he, I think Hazma might have had it or also, but it wasn't affecting him. It was like he already took his two weeks off. Leon Edwards, on the other hand, lost 12 pounds in two days. So it's, it's like, so that, that's why that fight didn't happen. Uh, but, and they're t- talking about making that fight in January. Hopefully they're just postponing that one. But this is five main events in a row, um, five cards that has been either postponed or canceled or changed because of COVID. The UFC was the proponent. They were the first people out, out there with their bubbles doing the thing. Does the UFC currently have a COVID problem? I'll jump in here as the, 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 the amateur. I mean, no, I don't think the UFC has a COVID problem. It's currently Wednesday, December 2nd. Wednesday. I just watched a football game because of COVID, like an NFL football game on a Wednesday because of COVID. It's not a UFC thing. It's an international pandemic. This is just the state of the country right now. And as, as safe as we all are, we've seen the numbers spike across across the nation. And it's said that the winter months are going to be rough. And we're just seeing a result of that right now. You know, stay safe. Wear a mask to all our listeners. Please wear a mask. Please. This but, is I mean, real. It, okay. It's, you know, even for the for the athletes that are getting more mild strands, I mean, they're spreading it to other people. So, I mean, there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that the UFC can do unless they're going to start containing people in a bubble, which I mean, I, I know they do probably a few days leading up to the fight, but it's no nothing like the NBA bubble, which is the only successful sport thus far without any COVID cases. And that's only Seriously. because they were in the bubble and nobody got nobody else got any patience for that. So. I, I don't think it's it a problem. To. It's just it's just a coronavirus problem. We seem to be on the brink of a vaccine, so we'll see how that affects the the landscape. But I mean, for right now, it, it's not to me. It's not on the UFC. It's it's not on any particular sport. I mean, maybe fighters are being a little bit more um, irresponsible than they could be. But I mean, it's not like training for basketball or something. You have to spar with other people. You're around other people. I mean, it's just and the nature of the beast. Other people. Yeah, I can see. I understand. I understand. Um, what, what you think, Mystic? I think that. COVID is a world issue, of course, obviously, not just a UFC, a UFC issue. UFC has put together the most events the whole entire year. Like, just because they had only just five uh, main events go off, I think they're doing a pretty good job. They're trying to keep their guys in bubbles, but you can't control every single situation. I heard London and the UK have a really bad problem with COVID. Edwards might have got caught somewhere within that bubble of it. We don't even know the the real thing the, the the real deep down issue with COVID because every, it affects everybody differently every person every city every country it's different everywhere some people test positive twice and then negative two times after that it's very weird it's very confusing it's still there's still no definite answer or anything of course to the smart part be safe you know do what you got to do to keep yourself you know uh, healthy 
but it's 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 a very hard thing to control. But I give UFC so much kudos for being able to put on so many events during this time period. So Almost many every events. weekend there has been a fight card. They've gotten guys like Dan uh, Hooker to come from Australia, uh, New Zealand here to Vegas to fight. How they got that done, I have no idea. No idea. And I know it's been very difficult to get. Peter Yan had a visa issue for him not to become uh, not to come over here to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling. There's been some difficulties, but it's going to happen. There'll probably be another uh, event to where somebody tests positive for COVID. The Curtis Blade situation was very Crazy. weird because he was like the for the past couple of weeks, like where did he get the, the virus from? Like how did that happen? And Derek Lewis said something very interesting because they were asking him about. Uh, telling him not to do submission underground in the end of December because he might have to fight. And they asked him that in the beginning of the, the week. So the UFC might have known something about maybe Curtis testing positive and just like not reveal that thinking he was going to test something or something different. So that's a very interesting thing to think about to how they're really going about COVID. I follow NFL news pretty pretty closely naturally because yeah. of fantasy, and there has been a ton of false positives in, in the NFL. Um, yeah. They do have pro- protocols in place. Players will test positive. They get a few negative tests. They'll be back on the field in the same week. You know, even the players that do legitimately have it, they seem to be back on the field pretty quickly. They miss maybe one, maybe one game. But I mean, to your point, it's it, it's it's not an MMA thing. It's just the state of the world right now. We just got to we, we just got to push through. I mean, it sucks every time we get a juicy main event. Oh. Planning our Saturday. It's been Curtis so many great ones too, man. That was going to be a great fight. I really Ugh. believe it was going to be a great fight, man. And here, I mean, dude, the Hasmat and Leon Edwards fight. Come on, man. I wanted. I was that excited fight. for that. I was I super that. excited for that fight. Oh, bro. Wait, well, that was, as a casual, how did you see that fight going? I don't know because I don't know. Now, what do I think was? I think Leon's going to walk him. That's what I think because I think Leon Edwards is. The only person probably in that weight class better than Leon Edwards, his name is Kamara Usman. Let's just keep it a bean. That's the <laughs> last guy that actually beat him. So when you think about it, I'm like, I mean, I, it's hard for me to judge Hazmat at this point in time when you, at the end of the day, fam, you legitimately haven't beat anybody in the top 25. Like, I, I don't know how to judge you at this point. I don't. I agree, but I just think Cosmot is not a guy you want to fight. They're just those dangerous guys that just have that killer instinct, that heart. They always, all they do is just train. That's all they do is just train, train, train all the time. Not to say Leon Edwards is not good. Leon Edwards is very, very good. Very underrated, has beaten a lot of big names. But the Cosmot thing was, I think that was big on Leon for taking a challenge like that because nobody else will do it. Yeah, Nobody and here's his, if he except, does Neil, except Neil Magny, except Neil, Neil Magny, <laughs> Neil Magny is still asking begging for, for that fight, oh. begging for that fight because you know what? Neil, that means Neil knows something we don't. He, uh, he might, that he's he been, might. He's, he's beating a lot of guys who were supposed to be the man, and all of a sudden they fight Neil Magny. What happened, dog? And he, Neil Magny has the most wins in UFC welterweight, welterweight history. <laughs> Neil Magny has more wins than George fucking St. Pierre. How crazy is that? Good wins too. Not like he was good beating win. people. He has really good wins. Dog, he beat Hector fucking Lombard. Bad. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Bad. And I thought I thought I thought Neil Magny was washed when uh when he got ran through by Lorenz Larkin. Yeah, that was a weird fight. That was Man. a very weird fight. And, and you know what? Lorenz has not been the same since. No, he hasn't. In Bellator, you knocked Crazy. out by Paul Daly. Ooh. Nuts, man, nuts. Well, look, <laughs> check it out. There's a bunch of great fights, and we have to talk about this one before we get up out of here. Come on, son. This is the one we've been waiting for. 
Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Errol Spence Jr. is back after a year, uh, over, a little over a year off um, after his, uh, his, <laughs> his unfortunate accident. Bless you, sir. Thank Bless you. you. See, be Sorry. careful out there in Florida, man. Uh, it's oh, cold down here now, yeah. so it's getting. <laughs> it's cold in Florida right now. <laughs> uh, but yo, like I said, so we got Errol Spence going out there. He is the 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 multiple champion. What is he? He has the IBF and the WBC belt. Yes, yes, those yes. are. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, and he is going against Danny Garcia, Philly's very own Swift Garcia. Uh, he's the former unified champion. Down at 140 pounds. Now he's up at 147. He is a former world champion there as well. Um, he is a monster. Yes, he, he is on a three-fight winning streak right now. Um, this is a hard fight. Two-fight winning streak? Or I thought it was three. Two-fight. Two uh, Adrian Granados and Ivan Redcatch since ah, lost okay. to Sean Porter. Yeah, and I thought, he didn't he fight uh, also, uh, what's his name in between that? Um, knocked out bad. Mexican kid. Brandon Rios? Before. Yeah. Was he that fought, before? That was before Sean Porter. Okay, okay, okay. Um, regardless of that one, he... He's a, an absolute dog. He's a killer, and honestly, he looks in the best shape of I've I've seen him in in forever. I mean, dude, actually looks like he got shoulders for once. So this is gonna be a great fight. I think a lot of people were, I'll say, surprised. Uh, Errol Spence after his accident didn't take a warm up fight and jump right into the back into the deep end and one of the best guys in the, the division. Um, Brandon, I'm gonna start with you. This is a this is a great fight. This is yeah, can, mystic. Can I, as I'm the amateur. Jump I feel in. like, like he's going to give a really good breakdown. Of this. Jump so in, let me, yes let sir. Me go first. Let me go first. Yeah, go right quick. ahead, my brother. I think this is going to be very important to see where Earl Spence Jr. is after a car accident like he went through. That was a very bad car accident. That was no okay. joke of just like something small, like oh, the scratches on the face. I think he took pretty good damage, especially maybe uh, they didn't release too much information on that that car accident, right? Like right. physical damage or maybe mental damage, like. He could have been concussed. There's a lot of things that could have happened, especially in a smaller car like it was. So that we're definitely going to see where he is in his career. I mean, and after that, without taking a big fight, just like you just said, um, Earl Spence Jr. has beaten pretty much the guys that beat Danny Garcia, right? Like Thurman and, he and Porter. He didn't beat Thurman. Thurman didn't I mean, not Thurman, fight. Porter. He beat Porter. He beat Sean Porter, yes. He beat, yeah. he beat Sean Porter. So I feel like hopefully after this fight, whoever wins – I mean, if, especially if Earl Spence Jr. wins, please give me Terrence Crawford fight. Please. I don't know what I got to do to see the Terrence Crawford fight. Uh, I know it's probably not going to happen within the next year because of promotional purposes. That's what boxing kills me sometimes with that. But is that fight going to happen? B-Cam, you tell me. Is that, is that something that's possible? Is it going to happen within the next year? Hell if I know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think Spence and Crawford are two guys in their prime that really do fight with a chip on their shoulders. And so if Spence is victorious on, on, on Saturday, not saying it'll be his next fight, but I, I think the fight happens eventually. I, I do believe it'll happen too late, though. I, I believe that both fighters at that uh, point will, you not, think will no longer be, be in those, their prime. You think it's going to be yeah. one of those... Uh... Terrence Crawford is going to be, he's like 33. He'll be 34 by the time he gets out of his top or close to 34 by the time he gets out of his top ranked contract next October. So, I mean, it's, it, it's just hard to, hard to see. I mean, they're already a little bit older. The fight should have probably happened two years ago. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. I think we all, I think all of us have agreed and talked about Terrence Crawford in, in terms of, look, he's great, but you know what? I'm not even going to talk about Terrence. I don't want to throw no dirt on him right now. Um, we're talking about this, this amazing fight, Nero Spence versus Danny Garcia. This is an incredible fight um, because Danny Garcia has skills. I don't want anybody to think that he doesn't have skills, and we're just thinking Errol Spence is going to walk through him because I, I don't believe that. I think that um, Danny is one of the guys who's really at the top of the division. I think he is at the top of it. Oh, but we might have lost Mystic for a second. It's all good. 
You just put him off camera. I was like, well, "What up, Savage?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't just turn him off. I was just out here like, "No mas, you don't know this shit." No, I ain't do that. No, that's my boy. Uh, but uh, well, he'll be back in a moment. I'm sure we'll get him back on here. Uh, but <clears throat> all right. But um, I'm gonna say this. I'm hearing a lot, and a lot of people talking about how we're worried. Oh, how is this going to affect? Um, Errol Spence, the accident. And my thing is this, this could have affected Errol Spence in a positive way. Everyone's thinking that this affected him negatively. He seems to believe that it's affected him positively. And with the way I look at it, they say he is by far more dedicated to his training than he ever has. They say he's usually a guy who balloons up in weight. They say this dude is already at weight. He's ready. He's doing his thing. So when you look at it, He's, he says he's eating consistently. He used to go out. He was partying, hanging out. This was like one of those reality life checks for him. So when I see this being the fact that he was already one of the best guys in the world, one of the best guys in the sport, you know, say, hey, brother, what's up? I don't know what just happened. Everything just completely <laughs> shut down. All good. I was here, too. Oh, uh, That's all good, man. I'm um, glad to have you back. Like I said, we knew you were coming back, man. Um, but, uh, but the only thing I'm saying is this. Like, when I think about it, I think we're going to see the best Errol Spence we've ever seen. I think he's someone who is rededicated himself. I think he understands how precious this is. I think he might have been feeling himself a little bit. I think he might have been getting to that point in time in his career. Like I said, he was kicking it. He was partying. He was getting fucked up. Dog, he said, this is this is like life is precious. My championship is precious. And he is already at weight. He looks incredible. I'm talking about this dude has a 12-pack plow out there. You know what I'm saying? He's He looks incredible. If you saw the open workout, he looks sharp already. And his trainers, you know, they say he's hitting harder than he ever has. And here's the thing also. People are talking about, oh, I don't know how he's, he's going to take the damage. Fam, he has sparring partners. He's he's getting hit. And they said not only, he's, he had the, he's talked about this on Chris Mannix this week. Not only is he pretty much able to take the punishment, he's handling and exceeding his training partners. And you know he has amazing training partners down there because that's the only thing that they have down there with Derrick James. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm going to call it right here. Um, Errol Spence, when he fought against Mikey Garcia, he wanted to prove that he's a better boxer and he could outbox him. He did that. He fought Sean Porter. He wanted to prove to Sean Porter that, look, I can fight on the inside. I can brawl with somebody and still come out on top. He did that. He wants to prove that he's the best. And I think he's going to go out there and wash Danny Garcia. I see him getting a late stoppage. I see him finishing Danny Garcia ninth, 10th round. So this is an interesting fight i'm a huge huge fan of both fighters probably a little bit more of a fan of errol spence just because i like the fact that he's been consistently taking on challenges for the last few years but i'm a huge fan of danny garcia as well i am too and that's i don't want to say like i don't i'm not a I, i love fucking danny garcia i love danny garcia i'm such a fan now this is a welterweight fight at the elite level these are both elite level fighters so while in my heart in what we've seen, it's very easy to say Errol Spence is going to go in there and knock him out if there are no ill effects, Ill effects from the accident. But I, I, I just can't. I can't do that just yet. What I need to see from Garcia, because I do think he has the tools to make this a fight if Errol Spence allows him to. I think he needs to get off early. I think he spends a lot of time in fights. Waiting. 
opportunities to land that to land one of those no look hooks and waiting for opportunities to counter punch. He likes to punch with the punches. So he has to wait for somebody else to punch to be able to do that. I think that is not a winning strategy. And that's how he always gets these controversial decisions on the cards because he's not getting off early. So, so Danny Garcia needs to push the fight. He needs to get off early and he needs to go test Errol Spence because if there are any ill, Ill effects from that accident, True. he needs to find out if they're there. Now, yes. for Errol Spence, on the other side, he needs to go in, go in there and find out if it still works. I was listening to your boy Sugar Ray Leonard, as much as you guys love him. I was listening to him I today. I love Sugar Ray. Today he on just a, is a terrible, <laughs> terrible commentator. Terrible. Just ass. <laughs> I was listening to him today on a podcast, and he was talking about, hey, he came back after two years when he, when, he came, when he fought Marvin Hagler, and he landed the first punch of the fight. And that was big for him. He was like, hey, hey this shit still works. And still so works. for Errol, Errol Spence, I think that's important. You want to see if it still works. Can you land those same punches? Yeah, sp- everything works out in sparring. A lot of things work out in training. But everybody got, got a plan until you get hit. That's what Mike Tyson said. We talking about Mike Tyson this week. Everybody has a plan until you get hit. And while I don't expect to see any Ill, Ill effects from the accident, Errol Spence still has to go out there and prove it to himself. Then next for Errol, Errol Spence, what fight is he going to fight? Errol Spence has made a career these last few years off of beating fighters at their own style. I don't expect him to see to him to get in there and try to counter punch Danny Garcia. So whether he's going to stay outside, try to try to jab him, and we'll see the the guy he fought, uh, the the guy who showed up against Mike Garcia, which is the safe, easy win. I think he can fight like that and win a yeah. very very wide points decision. Yeah. Or I think will he, he go in there as as the guy who fought Sean Porter as the brawler? I think honestly we'll see a little bit of both because I think at, in, in his purest form that's who Errol Spence is, and Danny Garcia doesn't really have that type of style that you can emulate. So I'm going to pick Errol Spence by the by the unanimous decision but I think Danny Garcia has has some moments but I mean yeah. Errol Spence has said all the right things if yeah. Errol Spence if, if his word is bond if, if this is the truth if this is the best version of Errol Spence then he's gonna get a knockout I I, I think yeah uh Mystic what you think brother Errol Spence not late knockout it's gonna be early Ooh, ooh, it's I gonna like be early. I like he's gonna make a, like he's it. gonna make a statement that he is back and he is okay and everything is fine with him mentally and he's gonna he's gonna he wants a big fight after that for sure. They gotta give him a big fight. I don't know who I know who I want, but I we'll see what will really happen. Now I'll say I'll tell you this: I, I truly believe if he goes out there and he stops Danny Garcia, right? Yo, Terrence Crawford, you have even less claim to the best one forty festival four seven guy right now. I, I, you can't give it to him because the other guy has lopped off everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's hard to give it to Terrence Crawford at this point in time if, if this is an, ex, an exceeding, exp, like, a, a, like a great win. You know what I'm saying? What, what, I, what I want the listeners to look out for, mm-hmm. watch Errol Spence counter to the body because that can easily cause Danny Garcia, who's a big counter puncher, to put his hands in his pocket. And then it can become a very dominant performance for Errol Spence from there. Watch, because he's a huge, they're, they're both You're good counter punchers, but Errol Spence... He, he goes to the body consistently. He loves the body. He Did will be going Jamil to the body. Charlo? No. Jamil Charlo, who is a training partner and a good friend of Errol Spence, said that... Um, stable mate. Stable mate. Yeah, he's a stable mate. That's his boy, though. Um, he, he goes out there, and uh, he said he believes it's going to be a sixth-round knockout. He said Errol's going to go to the body and go to the head. He's like, it's going to be a hook to the body, and it's going to be a hook to the head, and he's, like, he's going to put him out. That's how uh, his stable mate says. Then that's Jamel Charlo uh, said he's going to go ahead and knock him out that way. So I think that, like what you're saying, Brandon, is right on point. I think he is going to go ahead. I think he's going to, he is a body snatcher. He's an old school type of fighter. 
And uh, I think he's going to go out there and, and try to snatch that body up. I think it's going it's to be that hook to the body, hook to the head. But here's why you fight the fights. Sergio, what's dangerous about going to the body? Why do fighters not go to the body? Because that no-look hook, baby! <laughs> Daddy throw that no-look hook. He, uh, throwing that joint. And you know, But here's the thing. Um, just like Tim Bradley said, also, Tim Bradley of ESPN, he said, do you really believe Errol Spence is going to get caught with that? He's like, I think not. Errol Spence is one of the best of the best for a reason. You're not going to catch the best of the best with that check lane. Here's the thing, a bigger reason why I personally don't believe he'll catch him with that is that I don't I, his feet aren't fast enough. I think Errol Spence has far better footwork. I think he has better feet. I think that's Danny Garcia's biggest miss, um drawback on him. That's the reason why he lost to Sean Porter. That's the reason why he lost to uh Keith Thurman is because of his footwork and uh he's a little slow. He's going to be a little slow. If he's a little slow against uh um Errol Spence, he's going to get knocked out. I think man, he, hand down, man down. I think he does land that no look hook, or uh, he does land his counter hooks. But I think Errol Spence is going to be able to walk through that, and that's the difference in the level of competition. You know, guys like Thurman Porter, they stuck stuck around. But yeah. Guys like Amir Khan didn't make it through. True, truly, man. Well, look, um, look, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, we're gonna get us out of here on this one, man. Always a pleasure joining. You know, for you guys joining me on the fight roundtable. A lot of shit to talk about today. There's a yeah, lot of yeah. to talk about, man. <laughs> uh, but let, let, let's 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 close out with something a little bit a uh, little fun, uh, and not to shit on buddy, but this is this can be a learning lesson for all, gentlemen. What lessons can be learned from Nate Robinson? What have we learned? What can be learned from Nate, uh, Mystic brother? Let's start with you. Don't dive in if somebody's throwing those kind of punches. Don't dive in. Step back. Take your time. Be patient. That's it. I, I'm not trying to get technical on it or anything like that, but my God, man, that wasn't too hard of a techn- technicality to not understand, which is very weird to me, but that's it. That's, that's what I learned from that. I'm not going to say anything negative about Nate. <laughs> oh, no, I said, <laughs> Guru, what up? Very, very simply put, you heard it on the broadcast. You do not play boxing. <sighs> I think that's the only thing I would say about it. Also, you don't play boxing. Um, it, you, I think people need to respect combat sport athletes and what they do. Um, It's not as easy as you think it is. So these guys, they they, they dedicate as much time and energy. And a lot of these dudes and girls are just as athletic as the top athletes that you look at. Um, It's not as easy as you think it is. So uh, don't just think go in there and just scuff somebody up. So, I mean, because... Look! Look what happens, man. You end up getting, you know, knocked out by a culture vulture. I mean, it's it's never a good day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's never a good day. But all right, gentlemen, before we get you guys out of here, man, anything you guys want to finish on? Uh, Mystic, bro, what you got? Anything you fit to close on? And if anything, what can they find you? Hey, at Mystic Black MMA everywhere. Got a uh, interview on Monday, Kevin Gaslam, yes. Diego Fierro on Tuesday. Got some more people coming up. We're gonna keep killing it. I'll be here whenever you want, Serge. I appreciate you so much for having me on, man. Thank man, you so much. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate your time. And B-Cam, thanks for the, the boxing lesson because, you know, I'm still trying to I'm trying to, try to learn some stuff. Still hey, man. I, I try to get with y'all <laughs> MMA. I try to get with boxing. We play together. We uh, balance each other out. What I will say to everybody is they put together a trash bucket of a fucking undercard for the Errol Spence fight this Saturday, <laughs> like boxing does. However, you should watch out for Sebastian Fundora. He is that... Um, I think he's a super, super welterweight. And he is six 
five and a half, six, five and a half super Jeez. welterweight. And he's been knocking guys out. He knocked out uh, Nathaniel Gallimore in his last performance. So he's an exciting up and coming fighter to watch. That should be the fight right before Earl Spence goes on. So that's something I want to tell everybody to look out for. My name is BCAM. You can find me on Instagram at BCAM13 with two M's and on Twitter talking shit at BCAM Thanks. Thank you. Serge, my guy. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys both coming on. And real quick, everybody else, man, this has been Serge. I'm the host, Serge Vicente, of the greatest combat sports coach show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. Thank you to both of my guests. These gentlemen are amazing. Check out what they're doing. I'm telling you, it is well worth it. Um, Listen to The Fight Podcast everywhere. Podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the Fight Podcast website, thefightpodcast.com. Check out our Spotify playlist. Hit me up also on IG at Serge Vicente. Love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuces. Thank you, gentlemen.